Homemaker Chic, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking, and it is an art, and we're rescuing it from the daily grind with red lips, and I think Shay has something to say about that in a minute, and no jumpers. (laughs) I am your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, and um, I'm sitting here with Shay Elliott. She has a fabulous headband on, which I'm sure so many of you do right now. (laughs) Hiding the roots, ladies. (laughs) We get to have another guilt-free conversation today, and we are so happy you are here. We have two huge announcements. Yes, and Angela is not pregnant, for the record. Nope, not pregnant. That is Once again. That is not one of them. (laughs) We just want to clarify. No, we here at Homemaker Chic are really excited to bring on our first two sponsors. Angela and I, of course, we just can't go with the grain on anything. We have to make everything really difficult. So instead of bringing you generic advertisers on our podcast, which is not something we wanted to do at all, we wanted to partner with companies that have enriched our life that we think will enrich your life as well. Remember, this is homemaker chic. We are reviving our daily life in our homes, and we wanted to partner with companies that do just that. In that vein, allow me to introduce you to this episode's sponsor, Emily Toops of Toops & Co. That's T-O-U-P-S-N-Co.com. Now, Emily has been a friend of mine for the last 10 years. We met as real food bloggers on the internet, what seems like an eternity ago now, many children ago, because I believe Emily has four or five now, if I'm correct. But in that time, her and her husband, Trent, started out on a mission to bring people real, honest skincare and makeup. Let's be honest, makeup ingredients are pretty scary. (laughs) Sometimes I just want to turn (laughs) away from them and not look. Look away. Tubes & Co. products are not that way because they believe that skincare products should nourish your skin without having to impart dangerous, hormone-disrupting toxins and fragrances. Because as you know, our skin is the largest organ and the gateway into our body. So they're really committed to having very clean and very transparent products for you to enjoy. So during the development of all of this, by the way, I have used these products and they are amazing. Their red lipstick is fabulous. So if you're in the market, I want you to go check out toopsandco.com. But in the process of this, they went to amazing products, particularly what they're known for is their grass-fed tallow. Now, tallow is a fat uh, from a cow and on your skin. This has traditionally been used as a skin moisturizer for centuries. This is phenomenal. This, to me, is one of the defining distinctions of Toops & Co. product. Things are certified organic, fair trade, the highest quality, and of course, made with all of Emily's love. Please go check them out. We are so happy to have them on as sponsors. Okay, now it's my turn because we've covered the red lips, which is so, so important. So if you're ready to grab for your red lipstick and ditch the denim jumper, then now you know where to turn. And I get to tell you about a very special company. This sort of started a few weeks ago when Shay and I were talking about our love of vintage linens, our love of the feeling of freshly starched and iron linens. And so I have the pleasure of introducing you today to American Blossom Linens. So many of us are struggling with our sleep. There's a lot going on right now. Sleep is so vitally important to our health and to our beauty. 
And American Blossom Linens is where I think that you should start. This bedding is sustainable. It's ethical. It's made in America. hundred percent. I know. That's right? exciting I love to me. this. America. We're two for two now. hundred percent organic cotton grown in Western Texas. I didn't even know no. they grew cotton in Texas. I know. No chemicals, no formaldehyde. So think about it. When we're buying uh, bedding, you know, imported linen and things like that, we're talking about like an 8,000 mile trip on a cargo ship from India or China. That's a like not the direction most of us are wanting to go right now. Yeah. These linens are homegrown, woven to last a lifetime. And it's the kind of thing where the bedding, I love mine, the bedding gets softer and softer with each mm-hmm. washing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, Shay, but it really peeves me. I have a California king. When you go to stretch that fitted sheet around and it always pops up oh, yeah. on the side, that makes me crazy. It's not going to happen with your American Blossom Linens. And another thing that I can't stand is that you, with most sheet sets, you get two pillows. And with American Blossom, with every queen and king, you get four pillowcases. Heck that yeah. Come with it. Heck I know, yeah. right? That's, that is a pillows. big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that is fabulous. So while so many linens and so many bedding companies have moved production overseas, we're talking about homegrown, free shipping, a two-year risk-free trial. And guess what, Homemaker Chic listeners? You get 20% off. So when you go to checkout at American Blossom Linens, use the code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for your 20% discount. And be sure to support our two brand new advertisers, American Blossom Linens and Shay. Toops and Co. Whoop. We are so excited to have you. All right, Miss Angela Reed, you've got yes, ma'am. beautiful sheets on your bed. Mm-hmm. You have your beautiful Toops and Co. red lips on. Tell me, what are you <laughs> sipping? I am sipping uh, Cabernet Sauvignon today. Mm. It is um, a 2018 California by Grayson Cellars. That sounds so delicious. Yeah, it's making me really just want to have a steak. <laughs> I always want to really have a bad. steak. <laughs> I always want to have a steak. <laughs> I made just like a massive pile of steak over the weekend. <laughs> it was supposed to be my Easter dinner, but we worked so hard outside Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm-hmm. By the time Saturday afternoon came along, I was ready to gnaw my arm off. <laughs> like, is forget it. About it outside work that makes you need red meat? I need I rare. Know. I made so much meat. stink. Ugh. Oh man, it was. I wish it I could was amazing. come over. Am I ever going to so be good. able to come over and visit? Uh, <sighs> like it's been this October. It will be four years since you visited. We haven't seen each other in over a year. Right? That's yes, a year lame. like this week. Yeah, a year right now, like a year today, is when you poisoned me. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was a previous episode. Hello. Um, What are you sipping, Shay? Well, I am currently sipping a text message to Stuart that says, can you please bring me wine? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I had to I had to be slightly more caffeinated before I I started on wine. And so I'm just drinking the last swallow of my honey latte right now. And Mm. um, I am ready to drink something else. So we will see. If the text message made it upstairs. <laughs> yes, this glass is like my, it's not very sweet, like an aperitif, but this is definitely my pre-dinner 
glass of wine. Mm-hmm. So I like I like to have a glass of wine while I make dinner. That's when I like to Vandora have it too. And, yeah. yeah. I don't even need always need mm-hmm. wine when I have dinner. I like it while I'm making dinner. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. that just unwind moment of peace, which I I love. I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> just all <laughs> over the place. Are you all over the place? Yeah, I, I was here. I am. I've, I've been coming or going. We did have just a ball or four days. So mm-hmm. I feel like that helped ground me a little bit more. Sure. Just to have, we cleared three quarters of an acre. We dug a pond. We lifted a cottage like in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just sort of weak and trembly and tired. Yeah. And so when but that was good to just be so focused on something. And then this morning I got up really early and made bread and got my makeup on and I was like, okay, Monday, it's you and me. Let's do this. Yeah. I just needed to just act like nothing else was going on out there and I was just gonna be normal. Yeah. I wasn't gonna think about stuff and just be normal. So yeah. That's hard. Feels sometimes. better. That's hard it is. Sometimes. So I feels a little bit better. Do you know how I get grounded a lot of times? Hmm. I go antiquing. Oh my gosh, stop it. Listen. <laughs> I understand, listeners, that this is the dumbest hole you could possibly fall in and flop around and feel self-pity about. But (laughs) um, I'm just missing my framework here. Right. So before quarantine happened, it was like church on Sundays, for example. Right. You there's Mm -hmm. this this bullet point of your of your week to start it off. Yeah. Um, we would have our house cleaners come on Thursdays to help me clean the house. And so it was like every, you know, you would gear up mentally for that. Um, piano lessons, gear up mentally for that. There were just all these, these markers and Mm -hmm. they're all gone. Even the like, Hey, we're not quite sure what to do with ourselves. Let's just go antiquing and see what inspires us. And that didn't even always mean buying something. It just meant being, getting to be creative. Like we talked about in the last episode. So, um, yeah, just everything feels, even though it's beautiful here and there's daffodils blooming and it's phenomenal, um, feeling a little socially gray, if I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. I had, um, while we were, you know, it was pretty exciting what we were doing on the property and a neighbor friend actually came over. It was just all I could do not to maul her. Yeah. I just was so great to see another human being. Yesterday was so depressing. Yesterday was such a sad way to celebrate Easter. Yeah. I mean, I just, it broke my heart. Um, well, you know what we and did? And so, what? We cheated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. What? What do you think What'd I you did? do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we, um... We went to a bakery and this bakery is always away from our house, but it happens to be close to my friend Jody. So I messaged her and I was like, what are you, what are you doing, Jody?" <laughs> and she said, please come and say hello. And so we drove out to their house. They've been, they're a very isolated family. They're an orcharding family, um, homeschooling family. And so we went out there and the kids just ran around outside, you know, kind of kept their distance. And I saw her and I hugged her. I did. I hugged her. And I'm I loved it. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to greet a soul sister without that. I don't know. How. 
And I've just had to come to terms with the fact that if I'm going down, I'm going down in a blaze of glory. (laughs) (laughs) I know my friend that was here, they have um, some family members with what you would definitely call compromised immune systems. So I did hold my ground. I would yes. like took a lunch for her and I'm like, no, Ange, don't. I offered her a glass of wine. And I'm like, look, I'm it's wiped down. Here it is. It's sterile. <laughs> if you want to touch it, I know, gross. I'm like, you if you don't want to touch it, it will not hurt my feelings. Oh man. <sighs> okay, I, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You were talking about your very depressing Easter. Oh, no, I'm just saying it's like you were saying with the markers. It's just uh mm-hmm. it's just wonky. There's and and the while, while saying that you maybe miss going antiquing sounds dumb, it's okay. That's just your version of running to Target or your version of, I mean, yeah. like, I miss it. I want to go thrifting so bad. <laughs> I'm just like, this is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. I did buy something out of the front yard of one of the thrift shops and like didn't even get to see the lady. I had to like text her my credit card yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was just very anticlimactic. Yeah. I pulled up. Took the item out of the yard, threw it in the truck, came home. <laughs> Last week, Stuart and I went on a, a date. Um, we had my niece come up and watch our kids. And we drove up to Leavenworth, which is this little Bavarian town kind of by where we live. And we had to place our order for food online. We picked it up like one person at a time could walk in. They met you outside and handed you your bag. We just parked. The, Leavenworth is a tourist town. I mean, it's atrocious place for locals to live now because of the tourism, but it was like a ghost town. There was five local people there. You know, it was just like us and a couple of other people, which was awesome because that's Leavenworth I grew up with. But we just sat in our, we parked on the car, uh, on the street, sat in our car, ate our salads and drank beer out of cans. I don't even know if that's legal, actually, to drink. a. <laughs> so you're you're hugging people, you're <laughs> drinking in your truck. <laughs> I cannot follow rules for that long. I told you, I'm sorry, listeners, don't hate me. It's I have major character flaws. Okay, I'm aware of them. But uh, it was I mean, it was still nice to get away. But yeah, it was um, surely not not normal. Life is not normal right now. Yeah. And, you know, the 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 thrifting and the antiquers like that to me is right up there with your mom and pop shops. Like they don't oh, necessarily yeah. have an, an outlet, a venue to off their merchandise any other way. Right. And I'm over here like, look, just post it to Instagram. Just show me mm-hmm. anything. I'll buy it. I'll, I'll give you all I'll, my money. I'll buy it. Like I just, but it makes me sad. You got all the big places can stay in business and then the little places. And then the, you know, the, if you're a junker or a picker, yeah, that is a, Big deal. It is like, a big deal, you- especially <sighs> with the cost of selling things on somewhere like Etsy. Uh, astronomical, way out. And I don't I really don't want to be importing antiques from Lithuania, you know, and I'm sure there's great pick in there, but there's also great picking right up the road for me. And I want to give them my money. I want to give them my money. No one will take my money. Well, you know, it's that time of year. Like It's, it's that time of year. It's that time of year where you go, you know, mm-hmm. you are, you're looking at cheesy moss and the Home Depot or the uh, Hobby Lobby aisle, yeah. you know, like anything lime green and pastel and bright. Just give it to me. Yes. Make me feel better. Yes. Help me shake off winter. Yes. And so this is when you do. You want to go just, 
I don't know, get a new side table. Listen, <laughs> just anything. <laughs> you want to talk about like, you know, this art of homemaking? Well, something we've talked about a lot on this podcast is how it might seem dumb that a new apron or some new linens for your kitchen or an antique wooden spoon, like those things in and of themselves are very small things. But in the context of keeping a home and making it a beautiful, inspiring place that you want to be and keeping your energy excited and keeping your you know, enthusiasm up for having to wash the dishes again or mop the floors again, those things are actually significant. Like a nice new antique plate, right? Like something like as small as that can totally impact the atmosphere of your attitude and of your home. And maybe that's shallow, but... <laughs> We are finite creatures and I'm always amazed at how those small little things, it's like baking a cookie, right? You smell the cookie, the aroma of your home is instantly changed and not just the actual physical aroma, but the feeling of it, right? That's how it feels to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, one thing that hasn't me. changed is that my kids' rooms are still a giant fat mess. What are we going to do about this? <laughs> Ooh, I my wine's know. here. I was going to say, I would hear you, somebody coming coming down the stairs. Would you believe that it's 28 minutes for a text message to go all the way up to the satellite and ping Stu's, Stu's phone so that he knows to come down here? <laughs> God. Or four kids. Or four kids, he says. <laughs> Thank you, good sir. Where, where is it? Where's oh, what? I hear it. I'm pouring it. Um, okay. We have... Uh, oh. Oh, jeez. Um, we're having a mic problem. Oh, so I am finishing up a bottle that I opened up yesterday. Um, How do you say this? Muscadet? Uh, Cote de Granly-Soli. How, did, how French did I say? <laughs> fabulous. That was fabulous. You are so French. I'm so French. <laughs> You're French, aren't you? <laughs> how could you tell? How could you tell? Oh, how much I would love to be able to hear how other people hear American accents. Oh, I would pay oh, such good I'm money sure. for that. I, I wager that it's how like you hear my accent times a thousand. I'm sure it's like this real nasal <laughs> Midwestern thing. I, I'm sure that's got to be what it is. In fact, Amelie and I were watching. Uh, we watched a room with a view. Mm -hmm. Have you watched that yet? A while I'm ago. Like on this, yeah. So we were watching it and the, it, it takes place in Italy. And the one of the British characters is impersonating an American. And that's what it sounds like. He's like, nah, 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 nah. it's terrible. <laughs> Oh, international listeners. Actually, we have a ton of British listeners. Like a lot. Right. So cheerio. So <laughs> hello. Uh hello. sorry for what I said about the the war and stuff. <laughs> Wait, what? Don't cut that. When, when what are you talking about? We were talking about being a royalist and Megxit and. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. My 
my sweet British listeners. Um, oh, you did. You're like, that's why we fought a war. So we didn't have to like the royal family. <laughs> no, it isn't. We fought the war for taxation without representation. Ooh, that is why we fought talk about. the war. Don't get me started on that one. That is not this kind of podcast. <laughs> Maybe it should be. Give us a bottle of wine. It'll very quickly turn into that type of a podcast. <laughs> no. It's only $300 a month on Patreon to have special access to our one bottle of wine episodes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, that's fun. No. Okay. We have to turn our attention back to the important matter, which is disgusting, crusty kid rooms. I don't. The arts and crafts, Shame. the scissors, the paper scraps, the hairbands, the shoes. What am I going to do? I don't really understand. Your kids don't even really have Legos. I am like the queen of Legos. How? I mean, factor Legos into that. Well, actually, craziness. I did become a Lego mom. What do you have, like 24? I gave birth to Legos during the quarantine. <laughs> Legos and Play-Doh. George is like, I didn't think oh. you bought stuff like this. I'm like, well, welcome to the new world. <laughs> A whole new world. <laughs> they know where we are a Lego family now. But. Uh, <laughs> Did you buy Play-Doh? You didn't even make it? You no, I didn't make it. it. I didn't make it. Come on. We all have our limits. I, I pickle capers. I pickle uh, dandelion buds. But heck no, I'm not making any Play-Doh. Oh, this quarantine has changed me. I'm a changed woman. With roots. I'm not the woman I once was. That's for sure. That is for oh sure. My goodness. Okay. I don't understand children's bedrooms. Their garbage procreates. It has like a big orgy every night in their garbage. Just pro- procreates every night while you're sleeping. It's the and I just am I doing bunk beds? Am I and like or am I oh. am I eliminating as much floor space as possible and going with like captain's beds? Like just help somebody captain's beds. You know the kinds with all the drawers underneath. Oh. I don't know. Why can't they just sleep in a, a double full? That's what I had. One of our listeners was like, my girls share a big bed. And I was like, that's a great idea because she's like, yeah, then I can daughter, make it I up mean, like an adult bedroom. Right. With the light yeah. centered over the bed and everything. I asked uh-huh. Georgia and she was just like, no way. <laughs> right. Juju <laughs> snores. I'm like, well, she's going to snore whether she's in the bed with you or whether oh my she's gosh, in the children <laughs> accusing each other of snoring. That is like half of our dinner conversation every night. You snore. No, I don't. Well, you breathe heavy. Uh. Oh, yeah. Every single night. I don't get it. I don't. The the socks, the hair, like you said, the hair ties. I've kind of got it pared down to now there's certain places where the crafts can take place. Mm -hmm. I think I've got a handle on the blatant creativity going on in the bedrooms yes and that was my kind of thought with taking up all the floor space with the beds because it would mm be but i'm like then they couldn't craft in there and they'd have to craft out somewhere where we could clean it up not on the bed yeah right is that a that a theory yeah it is but you know then like when they start crocheting and they want to do like those cozy bed crafts like stitchery and stuff I mean, sure enough, I bought Juliet like these beautiful quilts and she had her little tiny, tiny gold stitch, you know, like cross stitch scissors. Mm-hmm. 
and she went to cut fabric, went right through her project into the bedspread, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. cut a hole in it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well. I bought it was chic and now it's shabby. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I bought George and Juliet new bedding for Christmas. And these really pretty little quilty blankets. And they love that faux fur, like those faux fur pillows from Target that are really soft. Oh, yeah. And so mm-hmm. I got them each these like beige colored faux fur pillows. They were really sweet. Um, and Georgia threw up all over hers like three days later. <laughs> and I could not get it out. I tried everything. I must have washed that thing a hundred times. I don't know what she ate. But it, like, it was just dead. It was just dead. It just died a sad death. Like roadkill. Yeah, it did. Just dead. Oh, tragic. My gosh. But I have to sort There's this a rule. out. We don't barf in the bedrooms. Well, Angela, in theory, yes, you're right. We don't either. But it, it's only like a ten foot run to your bathroom from from George's. Mm, I know. Know thyself. She is the worst thrower upper. She never makes it. The one time, one time she threw up. This was like six months ago. She threw up into the closed lid of the toilet, and I was just like, "Juliet knows how to throw up into the into the toilet. Like, how how did you even do that? That takes a really special skill." She, yes, she's got some. Oh man! She's got oh some. gosh! I tell you what, Amelie Lee. One year, she was about four. She was about four, four or five. Four. She ate. It was Thanksgiving and girlfriend put it down. (laughs) I mean, everything. And we went to check on her like at 11 o'clock at night and she had vomited in her bed all over herself. She was like in a drunken food (laughs) stupor. It was horrible. We had to pull her out of the bed. It was so in her hair and everything. I had to take my clothes off, get in the shower with her and like hold her up and support her. She was asleep. She was just out. Oh, my gosh. Like trying to clean her off. Bless her That's how she got all those rolls around her wrists and ankles. Sweet. (laughs) So sweet. Oh, poor thing. Oh, man. Every Thanksgiving now, I'm like, don't overdo Yes. (laughs) Know thyself. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Well, I got to I got to pull the trigger on something because, you know, those naggy things you get over your mind where you're just like you just think about it a thousand times a day. That's I over know thyself. I overthink everything and then I'll just pull the trigger without giving any thought to anything. It makes no sense. But like I've been looking at beds for the girls for. I don't know, a month now, and I know what's going to happen. Is that one night I'm just going to get a wild hair and I'm going to go to Amazon and find the first thing and just buy it. And it's dumb. It's a dumb way to be. I need to be a better person than that. A wild hair. I've never heard that either. What? No. Huh. You had never heard spring fancy this morning in text messages. I've never heard spring fancies. No, I don't know what that means. Spring fancy. It's like a spring romance or something. Mm. But I never heard pull 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 a wild hair. What did you say? Get a wild hair. Get get a wild hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. For all our British friends, now they're gonna. Mm-hmm. You taught them something. <laughs> Maybe that's where it came from. I have family from Britain. Part of my mom's family is from Britain. I doubt that's where it came. From. <sighs> Britain people, <laughs> also called British people. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> help a girl out here. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. If, okay. So if you taught them that, if that, if you just taught the British pull a what? Pull a wild hair? <laughs> get a wild hair. <laughs> like, get a wild hair. Not like pluck an eyebrow, but. but. <laughs> no, not like that. Oh my goodness. We had um, years ago. I think I've referenced these friends before, but we had French friends and like the very first time we were invited to hang out with them, we were talking and I was doing my best. We were talking. Obviously, yeah. we were talking. Please tell me Durr. more. We were sp- <laughs> I'm hanging on your every word. I might pull out my eyebrows while I wait. <laughs> this better be a good story. <laughs> is it's funny i won't tell you the whole story because i said something in french but i pronounced it i'll just say this to my french friends and you guys can figure it out i was referencing traffic like congestion like a lot of traffic on the roads but i pronounced it wrong and so i'll let you run with that one um but they all gave me like a real hard time the whole table just burst into laughter because i pronounced this word wrong and um I got a little defensive just to say, and I just went like this. I went, whatever. <laughs> She's holding her index I, fingers I, up. And, I held yes, up the W. The w. Wow. And I, you showed that. That was my big contribution. Yeah. I did. That was my, they were all like, what does that mean? I'm like, no, that's what you say. Yeah. You go, what? So I, that was my big contribution. Do you remember I when it was like. French people, whatever. There was that thing <laughs> that you did when you were like, uh, something, something, get the picture, duh. Like. No. Uh, what? I don't remember that. Point? Okay. Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, I'll figure out what it was. It'll come to me. My valley girl will return. Okay. My trash will return. Oh. Karen, have no Karen. fear. Karen is here. Karen is here. <laughs> <laughs> what are we even talking about? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, you didn't help me at all with my girls' room, so I'm going to figure that one out on my own. I did. I said, can't they get a full-size bed? I retorted that with an answer i said don't okay don't don't do the whole like impulse amazon thing okay because that's the equivalent of what i'm saying about it's spring and you go to target and you yes. see plastic moss and you're like i gotta have some well that's to where make it came feel from better with the spring. antiquing thing because i'm like normally i would just yeah. go antiquing and i would find a dresser and i would find some twin beds and it wouldn't be a big deal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i can't do that online the same it's not the same okay so can't you just shop in your house? There's got to be something you can do. There's got to be something creative. Um, she just well, glanced to the left like, wait, what? What am I looking for here? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what kind of treasures you have, but I don't have like extra beds hanging out in my house. Like, I mean, but, like a quilt. Could you could you do the full size yes, bed and then a, tack quilt a quilt to the wall and like everything, like, you know, like a headboard? Shush. Come on, you know that I like try to create crap out of nothing. <laughs> what have you got? Do you have some? I sent some- Angela a picture of my girls' room today, and I was just like, "If you think a quilt is going to somehow fix this, <laughs> it does sort of look really bad." Thank you. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll see how creative I can get. Maybe I will take it on as my personal challenge to see how much of something I can create out of nothing. I know you're the yeah. queen of this, but it's also like robbing Peter to pay Paul because. You oh, take- it is. I just finished this office and like I stripped the house of all the good stuff just yeah. to do my office. I'm like, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. You feel good I'm about one space and now you feel bad about eight others. <laughs> oh, it, my, my living room is just empty. It's just yeah. the 
it's just awful. Mm-hmm. I've pillaged it for the last since the quarantine started. I just keep go. I go shopping in my living room. We never use it. We just play the piano in there. Yeah. Well, Joel's been doing taxes in there, so it just looks like a war zone anyway. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why I'm robbing from it because I'm so uninspired. Mm-hmm. Could we just finish the taxes, please? Taxation without please. representation. Little envelopes on you know the floor. We just pick, pick them up. Right. <laughs> so somebody better represent me and clean up that mess. <laughs> I'm looking at this picture of your bedroom here. That is really. Is it sheets day? Yes, it's sheets day. Okay. <laughs> it's sheets day. It's everything day. I don't even know what's happening right now. I'm telling you, like I would just gag for just a big scrap piece of fabric. Yes. Some nasty pillows that needed to be washed, some gold frames that are half busted. I just like I would just be so happy to just find Mm -hmm. some junk right now. Mm -hmm. Actually, when we cleared the land over the weekend, I found a barn door behind the barn. What? Yeah, it's a little cutie. And so that's my girl's new bedroom door. Boom. You are ridiculous. I'm going to. I'm going to shave off the part that was rotting in the mud and paint, paint <laughs> and call it, it good. Balboa mist, and it's going to be their new bedroom door. It's go. not going to have a doorknob. It's just going to have a hook and eye. There you go. And I love hook and eye doors. done here. I oh, love yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yes. Stuart and I need a new bedroom door so badly. It don't, it like won't. Do you? Yeah. It like won't even shut. It's weird. Oh. You have to like thrust your body into it to get it to shut and- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I confessed on the last one that I'm pretty hot for my husband. <laughs> so spring fancy and all that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> one must need to shut the door <laughs> on occasion. It needs to be shut and locked. Shut the door. Do you smell what I'm stepping in? Write <laughs> <laughs> that one oh down, British listeners. Do you? <laughs> right. Doesn't get more American than that, does it? Smell whatever. Smell what I'm stepping in. Yeah, so I found a door. Um, I That's put awesome. The, I have I have another little attic door, and we just finished the kids' bedrooms upstairs, and it's just total hodgepodge. I mean, it's just. And Joel's like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "No, no, no. This is supposed to be an attic. It can just look pitiful. It's they're supposed to be attic bedrooms." Yeah. So I have sat on this $15 door that I found last year. It's so cute. It's so small. So you're literally to our British friends. Just like on many British movies that we see where we have to duck under yes, the doorways. Yes. Like they're these really tall or small rather doorways. Um, that's what we have to do. It's this tiny, tiny little door. And Joel says, like, what about when Julian is six feet tall? I'm like, he'll just have to duck yeah. like Mark Darcy. Yes. I'll just have to duck under. Woe is me. Okay. Right. So we hang this door. <laughs> it had been sitting out in front of another junk shop like 20 miles away. It's so warped it's like mm. like speaking of not being able to close i really should take it off and soak it in a hot bathtub for like three days and try to warp it back it's so bad oh man but i don't care i don't care because it is the perfect door and we built the bedrooms around this tiny little door not realizing it was warped whoops uh, whoops whoops so well sometimes when you're being cute. creative you have to get creative <laughs> more creative hey Maybe it's an old attic and the roof leaked 20 years ago. And so the door worked. There you go. What a story Boom. you could Instant make history. <laughs> Instant history. That's totally that's a lie. What, that's what we Americans have to that's do. That's right. After our taxation without <laughs> representation, we just have to make up our history. 
one does what one must when one mm-hmm. feels a need. Oh, I'm so British. It's stupid. <laughs> I have to tell you, I would like take a blood transfusion to have a British accent. I would take a pill every day. If I could talk like Liz Hurley or Princess Kate or anyone, I don't care. Just not not Cockney. I'll pass. No offense. That's the thing. I'll pass Whenever on I try to do a British accent, it always comes out like the prostitute, you know, in like the, the Dickens shows. Jack the Ripper. Like, exactly. It's like, I don't know what that is. Is that like South London? Like, what is that dirty, like prostitute accent that you hear in the movies you know what i'm talking about what is that dirty prostitute accent you know the one i'm oh talking my about i do you know i did a whole i i i found this whole article there's different names for the different yeah. oh you can hear them it's painful oh you can totally hear yeah, them yeah, yeah. like you can hear you can totally hear them but they have names Okay. I wonder if I could find that while we're talking. It's so interesting. It is really I didn't interesting. Realize yeah. that. Well, I noticed. You know, it. we always like joke like, "Oh, the Queen's English," but outside of that, there is a way the upper class speaks. And then you have Cockney, and then you have. Give me an example of Cockney. Uh, you know, like, uh, Cindy Lauper. Right. That's what I would say. C- C- Cindy Lauper, and then Cindy Lauper's British. Right? Am I crazy? I don't think. Am I wrong? I Did I just make an idiot out of myself? <laughs> Do I need to Google this? Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Is Cindy Lauper British? <laughs> no, she's not, you moron. <laughs> I won't respond to that. <laughs> Why? She think we're being racist or something? I don't know. That's what she said to me too. Cindy Lauper is a citizen of okay, well that she's a citizen of America. Hey Siri, is Cindy Lauper British? Cindy Law, it just says she's a citizen of the United States of America. I'm going to. Okay. So a really bad, bad, bad um, American example is um, like in Mary Poppins. Like that's Dick Van Dyke doing a really, really bad Cockney accent. Okay. That's what I would call my South London. I don't have know anything about South London. It just feels like if an accent like that existed, that's where it would come from. Yeah. But then you have like Birmingham. That's different. Can you, can you give I mean, me an example, please? Ones. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I can't do it myself. Okay, uh, like, give me an example of something to say. I'm going to try and give you my my very best. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, here you're we go. not. Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Cindy Lauper is a citizen of the United States. <laughs> That's Australian. <laughs> That's horrible. Horrible. That sounds like Joel when Joel tries to do accents or it's always like Mexican Irish. It's just like this no, horrible merchant stuff. It's hard to do it on okay. demand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Cindy Lopper is <laughs> Australian. I'm sorry, I can't. It's awful. You try it. No, I can't. I am the worst. I wish I could. I would do it all the time. I would just be like Madonna and I would just put on airs and like her her accent is so pathetic, but that's what I would do. I would just run around faking it oh, all the time. Man. Well, yeah. If I faked it, oh, they'd be like, very... hey, that's not how anybody in Britain talks. So <laughs> Nobody talks like Nobody that. Nobody talks like that. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> that's Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
swear when we started this podcast, we we're like, it is not going to be a giggly, stupid podcast. <laughs> oh, I know. Like for real. Shay said that like 800 times. Look, we're not going to be those nitwits that just giggle the whole time. That's not going to be us. I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> um, Listen, here it is. Received pronunciation is the Queen's English. Okay. So that's like your Jane Austen. Okay. Like you're like really polished. I get really tired of listening to that. I don't like it. Okay. I need some more traction so, there. The Birmingham, I think they call the Birmingham accent like Burmy. What's Jamie Oliver? But it's like, I like his. I <sighs> Ooh, what if he's a little bit cockney? I don't know. I like him. He's a little rough. Yeah. I yep. like him. He's comfortable. Mm-hmm. So then there's one like called Midlands, but I think that's that's like the Birmingham accent. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I but then oh so what's Monty Don? Monty Don lives oh, over I by Wales, him. so well and, like and Hugh Farron Winningstall, he's or, by Wales too. I love and I mm-hmm. love his. I love both yes. of those. I can yeah. listen to them all the time. But sometimes on Gardener's World, they'll have on British people that I'm like, I need you just to dial it back just a little bit. Oh my gosh, have I ever told you the story about Joel and the British guy at the pub <laughs> when we got to England? No. Do oh tell. my goodness. Okay, so. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, before I was expecting Aiden, Joel and I were going to go live in France. That's what we were just like saving our money. We were going to go for like six months. I don't know what happened there, but I insisted that I still go. So I went by <laughs> myself. I rented I rented an apartment for four weeks and then Joel came for the last two. And that's like where all my stories of like saint Million cruising around Bordeaux and stuff with yep, Joel. Everyone come. just thinks you're a so super high we, roller who just, you know. Oh, yeah. No, this is like eons, eons ago. And we saved for like. Ever. <laughs> this was just like, yeah. So um, he came over and he was so tired and he was just so uh, jet lagged and didn't want to even try to speak French. And we were planning to go to England in a few days. He's like, I can't wait to just get over to my people. <laughs> I just want to hear my people speak because, yeah. you know, his last name is Reed and he's very British in his heritage. So we get to this. We we land like in Paddington, okay? I don't know anything about London. And I hook us up in this shack of a hotel in Paddington. The door has been kicked in like 18 times. It's so bad. Oh my gosh. We're a little bit, a little bit emotional. We're having to put like my computer and stuff in a locker. It was so awful. And yeah. we're so hungry. And I gotta say, London, like, unless you want to eat Greek food or I'm missing something. <laughs> Going from Paris to London is a little bit of a shock when you're hungry. Mm. <laughs> so we land at this pub. It's super expensive because at the time the pound was um, like double. It was mm-hmm. just awful. Everything was twice as much as it should. So we couldn't get any service. Joel goes up to the bar. He's like, fine, I'm just going to go to the bar because I'm gagging. I'm so hungry. And he starts talking to this old guy. This guy's straight up with his cap. He's got his tweed. He's got his elbow patches. He's legit. Yeah, sounds like Joel's Stuart. all excited. <laughs> Yeah, Joel's like, <laughs> does, doesn't it? <laughs> Joel's all excited to go engage with him because Joel loves to shoot the breeze with strangers. He's gone for like 15 minutes. He comes back to the table, white as a sheet. He's like, can we just go back to France where I can at least understand someone? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so even his horrible, horrible, horrible French, he could understand better 
than this old guy. Oh at my the gosh, was he like Scottish or something? So, I mean, you get like some of those are I don't so know. deep. You're like, you're not, you're not speaking English. It's it's right. so half Gaelic. Just, that, do you see? Yeah. This? So well, he just had it. I do. I see it. There's. There, she's got another band of hooligans. Hooligans with their faces pressed up against the glass. Oh, fresh haircuts. Oh, they no, have. No, they don't. <laughs> One of them nope. looked shorn, recently shorn. Nope. Unless they did it themselves while we were okay. recording this podcast, then no. They look like hood rats. Hairy hood rats. Um, oh my goodness. I am listening per Angela's demand slash recommendation slash needing to understand her as a, my friend. I am listening to... As a human being. The Outlander books on Audible. So, you know, when I'm folding laundry or gardening or whatever... What's amazing to me is the the narrator of these books is incredible because she's doing all these different accents. I believe she's mm. she is British, um, like English, I should say, but she can like go in all these different Scottish accents, like some more proper, right? Some a little bit grittier. <laughs> But she can bounce oh, back yeah. and forth between them in a conversation that she's reading. It's incredible. I'm like, I couldn't do that if my life depended on it. If there was it's a gun nuts. to my Those head, dialogue people, I could not do it. Yeah. It was, inc- it's incredible. Those dialogue people blow my eye. They blow my mind. Yeah. I once saw like the, the dialogue coach for Outlander talk about the different nuances of the Scottish accent. Yeah. And she did Edinburgh and Glasgow and the Highlands. And she, as she was saying them, she was equating them to the characters that you're used to seeing on the show. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that is that's the slight nuance of that particular character as opposed to the guy that's standing right next to him. Fascinating. I'm like freaking Henry Higgins, man. Henry Higgins. Henry (laughs) Higgins. I am. Just you wait. Henry Higgins. Finally. Just you wait. We did it. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed yeah. it. <laughs> yep. I love that. It's um the problem is whenever I engage with something like this, I get a little obsessed. I'm a deep end kind of a person. And all or nothing, all baby. Or nothing. So as we've shared before, Stuart is of Scottish descent. The Elliots were a lowland clan. Um and his family is still very Scottish, as it were, you know, it's a big part of their identity in a way still. Mm -hmm. And he has always he's been to Scotland before he went through backpacking when he was younger, but he's talked about going back for forever. And I'm just thinking, well, if I'm going over to Europe, I want to go to Italy. Like, it's just I just love it. But now that I'm reading these books, I'm like, we should probably go to Scotland just saying. We should probably go to Scotland. And I am trying. I've been married to Stu now for a while. And I have oh. <laughs> a while. I am trying so hard to love scotch. I like scotch. There, I had one scotch one time that had literally somebody had smuggled in from their trip to Scotland, like pulled from a cask, put in a bottle, not for sale in, anywhere in the world. And I drank it and I was like, this is amazing. Liquid contraband. (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) Like if this is what scotch tastes like, proper scotch tastes like, sign me up. Mm -hmm. 
was so delicious, but also not something I could probably ever drink again. But um, I told Stu, if we do go to Scotland, because, you know, distill scotch is a big thing for him. The mm-hmm. like being down to the earth from the grains to the peat, you know, that it's smoked into the the briny air like we've talked about. And um, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to start preparing myself for this trip. Like, I need to know I'm not going to go in there like an idiot. I've been to Europe as an idiot. Right. It's not that fun. You got to have some context for what you're stepping into. (laughs) So challenge accepted. And I'm going to have to start doing some scotch flights on myself now. Oh, yeah. That sounds fantastic. I think it will be. Yeah, I've never been to Scotland. And I have this obsession with going to Europe again and starting up in the Highlands and coming down and then hitting like... The Lake District and Cotswolds yeah. and then London and then Paris yeah, and then the South and then cutting over yes. to Italy. That's my yes. tour. That's <laughs> the problem is you just starting at the top and ending all the I way mean, over. You can't even you can't even come close to scratching anything. No, heck no. That's what's so frustrating I mean, to me. It's like you can't ever get there, you know. Can you, I mean, and you have to save for so long. Can you imagine being that person that can go twice a year, once a year? It's just always this epic thing where you're, you're scraping and clawing and putting your dollars in a ball jar. It is. People, people think you're decadent. You're like, no, no, you don't understand. Like I wore rotten bras for four years (laughs) so I could go to Europe. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We don't have six weeks of holidays. Like we have to like. Yes. I know. Yeah. Slam oh, it out. Slam it out. Well, I feel like I'm going to get there eventually. Um, have you ever watched the Durrells of Corfu? The Durrells in Corfu? No. Okay. No. One of my very favorite shows. I love it. It's based on a true story of a, a British family whose the husband dies. I, I want to say he died in the war. They, so they decide to go to... That, that war we fought, to, <laughs> no, no, that one not we did. Not quite that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so they venture off to Corfu, which is in Greece, and they basically set up shop in Greece as this British expat family. And it's about their travels there and such. And it's, oh, it's just so, so good. You would, you would love it. But just this idea of kind of like tapping into this other culture and, you know, understanding accents and it's mm. as close to saturated as you could get, but it actually ends a little bit sad. We need to just do a whole uh, British episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait, is it on Brit this Box? is where I was going with this. Sorry. What? Oh, I got okay. distracted because I love the show. She at the beginning, she talks about how she needed to escape and she knew she needed to escape because she was drinking by herself in her closet. And her <laughs> drink of choice was gin. And I don't know if I've shared about this, but gin is also my beverage of choice. You have. <laughs> so. You have. <laughs> but every time I have a drink with gin, I'm like, this is this is what happened to all those British housewives, you know, like right before the war where they're just like, what do we got? We got gin. Guess we're going to drink that. Oh, it's yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> the show or gin? <laughs> Both. Is Both. it is it on Britbox? <clears throat> um, I believe so. Yes. Where do you see it? But it will okay. make you want to travel to Greece 
Oh, oh man. Does it make you want to travel to Greece? And I know those shows mm. have a way of doing that because everything's magical. But honestly, the world is just so cool. There's so many it's cool so things to see. And so different. It's also different. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's but so I just special. want to like stay and immerse myself. I, know. I don't want, I don't, like you were saying, like you have to get ready. I, I have no desire to be the white tennis shoe fanny packed mm-hmm. tourist. Right. Like I want to know all the things and I want to feel, even if it's for four days, I just want to feel like I'm legit. <laughs> it's just so pathetic. Yeah. Well, in that vein, is it better to, you know, go to Glasgow and just stay there for 10 days and let that be your European trip for the four years? Or is it better to try to do, you know, three or four major cities? Because we we always find is, well, for one, big cities are a lot harder to navigate. They're a lot more touristy. Mm -hmm. And um, I always leave them feeling a little bit empty because you just can't even begin to see it all. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember when yeah. we went to the Uffizi in um, Florence and I went when I had gone to Europe before. And then when Stuart and I went, we he really wanted to go. But I kind of pushed back against it because I was like, I you get that feeling where you're just like, oh, look, the Mona Lisa, or, you know, whatever. And you can say, That's I know, loop, but I'm just saying you can't even <laughs> you can't even take it all in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's no, I. I usually try to like, so like with the Louvre, I was, I just resigned myself. Like I'm going to do this once. Maybe. Yeah. I'll, you know, I've been to France three times, but I never tried to go again. I said, okay, I'm going to do the Louvre. I know you, it would take two weeks to do the whole thing. Yes. So I'm going to see the Mona Lisa. Yeah. I'm going to see Venus de Milo and the Victoire de saint Like I wanted to see the winged victory, mm-hmm. the big winged mm-hmm. one. That's why I went. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, don't get distracted. You can look at things as you walk by. But this was on our first trip to France. Mm-hmm. So we were just trying to hit the highlights, but have enough time to do them that we didn't feel like we were just running through the mill. That's exactly you know? what it feels like. The running yeah. through the mill. Yeah. That's yeah. how I felt every time I went to like an estate or a museum or. That's why I like renting a car and not having having like a slight agenda. Yeah. But not an itinerary, you know, like here's time to visit with the waiter or knock on the door of the chateau, you know, like get just have the adventure unfold. But I do think if you're going to do that, it's really important to do your research. So you kind of are mentally acclimated before you get there. Mental acclimation. Ange, that's so perfect. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So Mm -hmm. let's just play for here for a second. If. Okay. You were just given the amount of money you needed to take a trip like this. Oi, with kids or without? Uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> it's okay. I won't judge okay. you. Just keep talking. Without. <laughs> without. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You have 10 days. Oi. Where do you go? 10 days? Don't be greedy. <laughs> that's not very much. <laughs> Yeah, like if I just said, here's your money, I'm going to watch your kids for 10 days, you need to go in two months, where do you go? Mm-hmm. Well, then I think I'm going to just nix like France and Italy. Like, I just think that's not enough time. Like if I really, because I really do love Great Britain, mm-hmm. I want to know it. It's been, 
it's like this untapped part of uh, I I'm so fascinated with like I feel like I have a handle on the culture. I've read enough books. I love the royal family. I have all the history nerd aspect. I would that's what I would do. I would start in mm-hmm. the Highlands and or start in Edinburgh and then yeah. go up to the Highlands and work back down. I would love to see Beatrix Potter's yes. farm. I would love to see uh where Jane Austen is from. Mm-hmm. At the Lake District fascinates me. So that's, you know, like the Beatrix Potter area. Yeah. And um, you know, the Cotswolds, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Stratford Stratford on upon Avon on Avon. How do you say that? Where Shakespeare's from, but I've heard it's like a bit touristy. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get snagged up there, but I'd still like to see yeah. it. But I'd I'd like to um spend t- I would like to have time to see the just walk yeah. in the Cotswolds and see the gardens, like no yeah. No fuss. Yeah. And then there's um I'd like to get back to London and do a few things. So I just would kind of ping around, mm-hmm. you know. Somewhere in Great Britain. Maybe three days at a time or something. Yeah. That's a good answer. Because you get so tired traveling and it is very overwhelming. And then you'd have to adjust to driving on the wrong side of the road. I mean, there's just so much as much as you want to go into it thinking like, oh, I'm gonna be cool. I've got this. It's exhausting, it's so exhausting and in t- and it's intimidating and you're a little bit nervous, but you're trying to have fun. So you got to like, especially now being older and wiser, like factor all those mm-hmm. things in and just I would want it to just be as good as it could mm-hmm. be. Yeah, so. I totally know mm-hmm. what you mean. I think that would be so. Fun. Yeah, that would be so fun. <laughs> it would be so fun. There's so. M- but I don't know, like that's see what happens to me then is I don't want to come back. Then I just want to buy the Poldark cottage and never come back. <laughs> you know, just I know. Oh, that thatched roof leaks. I, I don't know. care. Exactly. I'm never coming home. Give me a bannock. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> I know. That's always my concern. Always my concern. Right? Like I could just hang out here for a while and be quite I could be do quite this. happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tricky. I don't know where I would go. I don't know. I would feel selfish going anywhere other than Scotland right now because Stu really wants to go. And I just feel like Scotland, because it's its own culture, yeah. I feel like that. I feel, I do feel like Scotland deserves its own trip. Yeah. It, a Scotland so trip would, then be if you, in, would be sufficient. It would be meaty. It would. Enough. It would. And and because it's its own like culture like i would really want to just hunker down and submerge into it so you probably could just even do just the 10 days yeah. there quite yeah. frankly i think that's probably what he would want to do because i could just geek out on nerddom history yeah. and genealogy and oh i would just be like a crackhead. i know yeah that would i know be amazing it's mm-hmm. taking kind of everything in me right now to really not dive into the de- the genealogy of the elliot clan because i know very little about it i know what Stu has talked about but it's it's mm-hmm. fascinating. It's like, I love to understand where people came from. I love to understand why we are do the it. way that we are. And you got to do it. I started this winter on ancestry. Yeah. You got to do know. it. I got my little spit test here with, for the mm. DNA. I'm doing mm. all the things. <laughs> well, now big brother has your DNA on file. So. Oh yeah. You want to go down that rabbit trail? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's done gone down at this point. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know it. It's so, it's so good. Is it? And that's another show. Right? Mm, how can I tactfully change the throw subject a, without sounding like a crazy person? I don't know. That, like I want to throw tea into the water. I don't know. I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know why. Whatever. 
we have uh we have sufficiently eaten up enough of these people's brain matter with nonsense okay i don't even know what we're going to title this show we'll just kind of call it nonsense also apologies to our british listeners that's what we'll title it or something like that. sorry about that why is it so we'll australian <laughs> it's so australian. i can do a british accent i can do it <laughs> i've never heard you do it's just doesn't clock it's not coming out right ladies seriously and though i know <laughs> but seriously like just take any woman that has a british accent they're just more interesting because of it i watch lisa elridge etheridge what's her I name i don't know lisa elridge the makeup the makeup artist i don't know her accent's beautiful like just talk to me all day long but do you think that they think that about you no, I'm th- I'm saying I think they oh, you sound like oh, just talk to me all day long. I'm sure Is that, that what we just, sound like. I'm sure we do. I'm sh- I'm I believe it because <laughs> even when I moved from Michigan to Chicago, which Chicago has a really strong accent in high school, I got made fun of for having a Michigan. Oh, accent? like your yeah, your accent. I'm like, what accent? What are you talking about? I don't think you really have an accent. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you guys say oh mm. oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's very midwestern oh <laughs> you betcha yeah it is see it's very yeah i think they i mean i think their like cliche accent of for us is probably a southern accent yeah. like princess diana i heard could do like a mean southern draw yeah well but but that's how very not yeah. that many of us speak <laughs> no not that not many, that many. Nor nor do many of them speak like Cockney, yeah, right? That's so true. I'm sure it's just kind of a stere- that's stereotypical. True. When I actually first met Stuart thing. in a bar, uh, I told him <laughs> that because he told me he was from Georgia and I was like, no, you're not. And he's like, yes, I am. I'm from Macon, Georgia. And I was like, well, you don't sound like it. Like you, And I actually said to him, I think you'd be really cool if you had a Southern accent. <laughs> but he doesn't. Um, I mean, when we're around his family, both of us pick it up. It just, you know, both of us, when we lived in Alabama, even it would just come out. It happens oh, so, so fast. My family's from Indiana and you start talking like Warsh. I'm going to do the Warsh yeah. now. You start talking like you're from Indiana, like within about yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, it just happens yeah. very fast. Yeah. And whenever he's mm-hmm. around his family, it comes out. But he, it just never stuck to him the same way that it stuck to some of his other siblings. But like his brother-in-law, um, he talks hmm. with such a drawl that sometimes I have a hard time understanding him. You know, it's just crazy. I love it. It mm-hmm. makes our world very spicy, love and interesting. But, you know, but love when it. we like, for example, if we were to speak French and obviously mm-hmm. you've heard my French and my Austrian and my Italian and your Australian Australian now, it's really <laughs> bad. But um, if I were to hear. So, for example, there's a lot of Spanish speakers around here when they talk to me in English mm-hmm. and they have a Spanish accent. I don't think oh, what an idiot. They just sound stupid. I would never. I, I don't no think way. that at all. I'm just like, oh, okay, he has a Spanish accent. Uh-huh. But when you are trying to speak a different language and you, your self conscious, conscience, conscious, because you know you have that English accent. Uh huh. Like you, ha- I always have to tell myself, like they're not going to think you're stupid. You're just trying to speak their language, right? They're not going to. You're yeah. not going to sound like a native, fluent speaker. But do you think that's true, or do they think? I think, well, the French are a little bit different. And I even noticed like on the show when you have me pronounce things or when I have to pronounce things, like I hold right. back because 
but you really have to lean into it. You have it. to go like for you, it. You have to act like you're imitating a French person to even have a chance, right. you know, of right to even have a chance. So I think the the French are so proud of their language, and they it's it has so many um, rules mm-hmm. and tenses. They notice things. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Hello, <laughs> tenses. Hello. Uh, they notice things that we don't notice. So you can think you're speaking like marvelous French and they're picking up on these nuance, nuances mm-hmm. and you're just not. So I think. But do you think they like maybe they're an exception? Or they're just like, oh, no, no, I think they, no, my, no, my friends say it's charming. Yeah. See, that's how I yeah. feel when people speak say to it's me charming. with their accents. Yeah. I'm just like, for one, mm-hmm. I'm like, learning a new language is freaking hard. Like the fact that you're even trying to speak to me in English Good for you. You know, yeah. I love it. I think it's right. awesome. I think language is one of the most fascinating things we could study. It's fascinating. When you have those people like Audrey Hepburn, like people that speak seven languages, it's no. just like, wow, like no. you're cool. I know, you're cool. <laughs> you're and so like one cool. Of them, well, and here we start like stupid. We start like your brain. It's like the. Yeah, it's done by the time you're 12. It kind of shuts It's sh- like it, done, gone. Yeah, it shuts yeah. down at like 12 or 13. And that's in our country. That's when we introduce a mm-hmm. foreign language, which is so stupid. <laughs> I can't even handle it. It's so dumb. Like, why not just give it to them while mm-hmm. they don't even have to think mm-hmm. about it? It's true. Yeah. I've actually found that to be a really good way to introduce foreign language to our kids is. There was a time where I was trying to teach it to them and we were trying to work through it. Finally, I just bought these Audible books. They're great. This is a whole nother podcast as well. We need to write these down so we don't forget. (laughs) Um, But I will put on this Audible book and it's just an English guy who kind of announces concepts and ideas and then a native French speaker will speak it and then it has you repeat it. Well, what's crazy about this is the kids will listen and then out of nowhere, days later, they'll come to me. And they'll like do a full sentence, you know, some sentence that they learned. Like I invited Paul to the cinema. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so great because it it just clicks in their brain. I mean, it really does stick in there at that age, you know, and it's so Mm -hmm. cute to watch. It's darling. Oh, it's cute. It's so it's yeah, it's cute. It's so fun. With my first two kids, I only spoke French to them until they were like three. Well, you have to know French to do that. Yeah, but it was bad. It was bad French, <laughs> but it didn't matter because it mm-hmm. worked. But then after the th- after three and four kids, then you're your brain like, hurts. Really tired yeah. as a mom. It, it does. It takes so much brain well, power to and do frankly, that. Speaking so. French, when I I've met with a tutor a few times and we speak French together. Mm-hmm. It's when I say speak French, listeners. I mean like she says something and I try to repeat it back without sounding horrible, but. Like half an hour in, my mouth and jaw and tongue are tired. I oh no, it's true. It's like French mouth. Uh, those those lessons I used to, like when we used to meet on Saturday mornings. I think I mess, mess, yeah. uh, blah, blah, mentioned this a few episodes ago. Well, to get warmed up, it was a thirty-five minute drive. I would speak French out loud. Yeah. By the time I got there, my your freaking face tongue hurts. and my jaw, my face yeah. would hurt. It's like because you're holding it's your so mouth different. round for French. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's so different. Yeah. It is. But it's so cool. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> so cool. Wee, <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. I loved when we were in oh. France and they wouldn't say, like, we would say we, oui, right? Yes. And they would say, wah, 
Like that was their slang. Like we would say, yeah. Well, it's right? Parisian. Where? Where? Yeah, it's, that's the par- Parisian oh. accent. I, I guess we love the Parisian I guess accents, we right? In Paris then. Yeah. Yeah, I that's like, what they do. Ba. They, they go like, ba. Ba, way. Ba, way. Yeah. <laughs> do say more. Do laugh. say more. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Weren't we closing this Freestyle out here? number three, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's a whole lot of nothing right there. <laughs> okay, so join us on Patreon. <laughs> and in our next live stream, we will... We will do the whole thing with a pseudo-British oh, come accent. Come on, that will be so fun. I'm going to practice. I can do it. Only if there's a hundred of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so fun. Everyone can bring their best accent. Their breast accent? <laughs> so a lot of people, Shay, have been asking, what is Patreon? Because we've been sort of intimating on it on Instagram. So for those of you that are curious... Here's what we have. Patreon is like very old school. You find somebody you like and you want to support what they're doing and just acknowledge it. So you can join us for $5 a month. You can join it and you'll get uh, digital copies of our cookbooks. And Shay, we got to figure out the early access. Yes, I know. We're <laughs> early access that, to the podcast. We're working on it. We're just podcast newbies. We don't know what we're doing, nor what we're talking about. <laughs> and you can order. You can join for $10 a month. You can change it whenever you want. But $10 a month is our... Uh, homemaker chic fangirl status and what we do is we hang out once a month on a private call so it's like me and Shay and all of you yes. on a video screen yes. and we laugh and we have a glass of wine and it's very fun and maybe you could bribe us into doing it for $10 a month or into what <laughs> what maybe you could bribe us into doing it with a British accent maybe I'll do like the chicken dance I don't know the chicken lady dance no what I is even happening here I don't know. <laughs> yes. Do check us out. Patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. Bottom line is I think it's going to be fun. And another big shout it out is. to our podcast sponsors, Toops & Co. And we're going to put some show notes right beneath this podcast episode so that you can make sure to check out those coupon codes that they have exclusively for Homemaker Chic listeners. So for Toops & Co., please use the coupon code HOMEMAKER because you get 10% off as many purchases as you want, which is awesome. And that's at toopsandco.com. And what was the other one? What was the other it coupon was code? Homemaker Chic 20. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> for, for American Blossom Linens. So you need to be sleeping good. You need yes. to be sleeping in luxury. Don't With- deny yourself. You know, Shay and I are big on self-care. Sleep well. Yes. Take care of your skin. Slap your, your red skin lips. in that grass-fed tallow. The frankincense balm is baller. My All right. And remember, when you support our advertisers, they get results and then they want to stick with Homemaker Chic. It's just this beautiful circle of life. So we're trying to bring you advertisers. There we go. Not sung by Elton John, but sung by the this, movie. I'm background music. Keep talking. <laughs> right. OK. <laughs> OK. I can't do it. It's excruciating. <laughs> Wow, I've never had somebody describe my singing. (laughs) Seriously, you guys, when the six weeks where we were hashing out this podcast and working on the name, every conversation, Shay would say, now look, we just cannot have this turn into like a big giggle fest. This just cannot be one of those podcasts where 
the women just end up giggling because we're not going to come across like that. We brought it on Monday. Okay. (laughs) Today is Freestyle Thursday. We get to do what we want. Okay. British accents or not, we love our British listeners and our American listeners, of course, and our Southern listeners and our Midwestern listeners. You are all near and dear to us. Hey. Hey. All right, ladies. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheerio. Cheers. No. (laughs) Just stop. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Am I hitting stop? (laughs) Oh.